Morongo Casino Studios. It's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1. Heidi and Frank Show, Maddie in here on Monday. And uh, joining us again on Mondays is Christian Hand. Always enjoyed the segment. Took a little break for a while, but now he's back. Makes the cash cock. You're the 98 caller. No? You're not doing that today? Uh, <laughs> Don't jump ahead. Yeah, we're, we're Don't cast, give him any ideas. Cash Squad slays an egg and <laughs> sits on it long enough. Cash cock is born. <laughs> All right, so I was talking earlier about the fact that there were so many songs other than the Bare Naked Ladies uh, one week, which uh, which they are actually amazing musicians. That just that was one of those that I couldn't I couldn't handle. But this thing. Look on Johnny's face. This is right up here. Is he wheelhouse, Johnny? At the time that this came out, I was dating somebody who was a huge Dave Matthews fan. Uh, He was an adorable guy. Tell you, Dave. So I I, I went to went to so many Dave Matthews band shows, and they're all amazing. This is a this is a powerhouse of musicians. Carter Buford on drums is obviously one of the greatest to ever do it. It's from 1995's uh, Under the Table and Dreaming, six times platinum, Ants Marching from uh, Dave Matthews and his band, produced by the great Steve Lillywhite. Uh, they formed in 1990 in Charlottesville, VA, and my, uh, during that whole time, a friend of mine who went to the University of Delaware kept hitting me up and be like, dude, you gotta come down. I go to see this band every week at this little bar. They're called the Dave Matthews Band, and they're amazing, and you're gonna lose it. And I never went. Because I was a douche. And I could have seen Dave Matthews and this entire band in like a little, with people, like, by the way, the line went out the door every week. I saw Dave Matthews in Colorado at Red Rocks. Oh, man. And this was like 1993. Huge. And so, but he was opening up for Sarah McLaughlin. Man, you really wanted to get laid that night, didn't you? I really did. He was a beautiful chap. (laughs) Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Uh, So uh, the album is dedicated to his oldest sister, Anne, who was killed in 1994 in a murder-suicide, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So he dedicated... That's why in the the liner notes, I was like, who's this? And then it turns out that it was that, which is just a a bonkers story. Uh, But as I said, the band is monsters. Carter Buford's one of the greatest drummers of all time. And in fact, when he was learning how to play drums, he, he would learn how to play it right hand, and then he would switch the kit around and learn how to play left hand so that he was completely ambidextrous on the drum set. So anything he could do one way, because he plays what they call open hand, which usually the, the, you know, the hi-hat hand is over the top of the snare hand. He plays open, so his hi-hat hand is like that. Which There's is great for radio. Hand. So his left yeah. hand is playing the hi-hat, which allows you to do... So if you watch him play, he's like this the whole time. It's because he's completely ambidextrous. Wow. So this... Happy Pride. This is an amazing drum track. Does that, and it goes. That hi-hat work is bonkers. Then it just fills after fills. This one... Then he does a run like this before the choruses. And then this. 
Laser precision. Oh, that Larry knew exactly where you are. And then some of this. Stupid. Wow, wow, if you're in headphones, you can hear it go from like <laughs> yeah, one. You see the, the high tom is in your right ear. And this is not some obscure, like, you know, Japanese jazz band. This is a huge hit that's on the radio. This was everywhere. Carter. There's a great, um, it's called Under the Table and Drumming, I believe. He did a DVD where he shows him playing all the songs off the record and teaches you them. You'll just quit playing. Can, yeah, can you even no. learn it? No, you're just like, no, no cool. I, that, I just wanted to know exactly how much I sucked, and now I'm fully aware of it. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to doing, and I'm gonna just radio. I'm just gonna do <laughs> radio. radio. So much yeah. easier. Uh, on bass, we have the Stefan Lessard, who is a. squeak as he goes then the pre-chorus sick there be bass be playing a counter melody yeah but he's like rooting the whole thing out because yeah. it goes to that band when you hear the guitars with it you're like oh it's just it's the perfect thing to play this. Carter's just the bass drum link. You can't not bounce or wear a summer dress. <laughs> so it does it. It's so smart because it just it keeps looping that melody the whole time, and then he does one of these. I hate the whole band. And then it's so the, clean. It's so clean. It's just like, and Steve Lillywhite, obviously one of the greatest producers of all time. And just the ability. It's been fun to party with, though. It's Lillywhite. What? And the crowd goes wild. Uh, all right, so on sax, you've got the great uh, Leroy Moore, who passed away in 2008. And, of course, this is, you know, one of those, when they do the, you know, can you recognize Sogs of the 90s? <laughs> You're like, yeah, got it. Yeah, one night. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Matt you don't even need, like, the full thing. If somebody just went, you'd be like, oh, Dave Matthews, man. That's marching.
So he does that for that's the main riff, and then some of this. Yeah, and then some. Radio. Mm. This was followed up by Dog's Eye View, you know, like. After the uh, Sarah McLaughlin show, or did you just sit in the car and cry with her? How did that work? I went and adopted a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and got your Lilith Fair tickets yeah. while you were there. Yeah, <laughs> grab a basset hound. We got two pairs of tickets to the Lilith Fair this Thursday. All right, so on uh, violin, you've got the great Boyd Tinsley. Because it wasn't enough that they had a saxophone in this band. the sax and the engine room Woo. I mean it just had a hit written all over it so then later on he decides he's gonna give some of this Buttes, then great. All these counter melodies, put it with the sax. He gets in this, like this bit right here. put those drums in it just goes stratospheric this bit beautiful and with the sax on the top of it sense of it with this it all suddenly you're like oh yeah no, okay of course yeah without it
drum fill right before mm-hmm. that. It's just extraordinary. <laughs> Amazing. Kick drums. And I think a lot of people were sort of put off by Dave's voice because it was it's a it's like Rush, like it's an acquired taste. You have to really, but to not have absorbed the level of musicianship of this band is. Ext- I mean, the end of this thing is. 15 seconds. Bonkers. Yeah. All right. So the real fireworks display is the acoustic guitar track, which is gorgeous. So Dave starts playing when he's nine years old in Joburg, as we called it, if you are, are from Africa. So it's uh, Johannesburg. And uh, also Tim Reynolds plays on this. And one of the shows that I got to see was Tim Reynolds and Dave live at the Pantages Theatres together. And Tim Reynolds is an incredibly accomplished guitar player who uses loops and all that. And Dave would just go, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Reynolds, and just walk off stage. And for like 10 minutes, Tim Reynolds, have you ever seen it? Did yeah, you see that? Yeah. And Tim, Tim Reynolds would just create an orchestra out of an acoustic guitar and your brain just folded in on itself. So it's the two of them playing together on this and this acoustic track is just going to let it play. could hear like Carter Buford just plays inside that that acoustic riff because it holds the whole thing together. He's actually the solo instrument. Creates all these like different moments. And they just keep going. 
And then this riff is from the... So the thing that creates the, the drive... This whole, this whole piece is just... Incredible. So the thing that each of the, you know what I'm saying, like each of the instruments is doing a very specific thing that drives the whole song with, how else do you get three violin tracks, two saxophone tracks, bass drum, a guy who's literally playing the drum center, guitar center drum department, and then Dave, how do you have this all make sense? It's because the math is so pure. Country vibe. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, you get a sense they're from they're playing they're from Virginia, so there is like yeah. that Appalachian country is like filtering through. Plus, you got the fact that Dave is from uh, South Africa. So if you listen to this and then you listen to, like Graceland or even the Vampire Weekend record, you can hear like all these Soweto style guitar influences that are in there. So it's actually all, you know it's got the world music as well. Don't forget the yeah. you know the the violin player is uh, is a, man, a person of color. So there's all these and, and then they worked everything out in the bar scene before they went and made records. So they already knew that the crowd was going to be like, I don't know, the song that didn't make everybody buy beer and go nuts, they were like, yeah, we never play that one again. Terrible. So I can only imagine what those places must have done when these songs were being played and it was, you know, 150 college kids crammed into a bar all trying to work out, you know, which garbage can they were going to go talk to afterwards. (laughs) So... um, So this is, you know, this is the bit where a lot of people are like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I don't really like his voice and blah 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 blah. But it's, it's there's like you listen to it now and you're like, oh yeah, well, who else was going to sing on Dave Matthews Band other than Dave Matthews? Like it had to have a completely individual approach to that. And as you saw at Red Rocks, he's a, a the consummate showman. Like the crowd is eating out of the palm of his hand. When you go to a Dave Matthews Band show and the Dave Matthews Band fans have shown up, they're going there to have Dave and the band be like, let's just hang out tonight. It's incredible. I urge everybody, like, don't be one of those people like me that didn't go to see The Who and then somebody passes away and you're like, oh, I'll never get to see that line. I heard that's something that he de- developed his showmanship because in the beginning, he was the guy, just high guitar, standing there, stomping his foot mm-hmm. and didn't really move around much. And people were like, let's do bring a little, it up. Little, little, do something to it. And then he's like, he had to work on becoming that becoming, showman. Yeah, because okay. if you're playing in a, you know, if you're in a little bar, you can get away with that because mm-hmm. the rest right. of the band's crazy. Like Boyd is running all over the place. The bass player is a party unto himself. So yeah, you got to learn how to be a front man, and yeah. he's obviously a very. When you see him in interviews, he's kind of like a shy, introverted sort of dude, like the lead singer of uh, you know Fallout Boy, where it's like he's not really comfortable with the spotlight. So yeah, I could see. So when you saw him at Red Rocks, he wasn't. No, no, he was like he, he was, was just, he was a stand out standing there, there, there like he stood there overwhelmed by <laughs> freaking out, <laughs> holding on for dear life. Like yeah. nobody take this guitar away. Yeah. I will. If you try to go any higher, he could hide behind it. He would. His face. Yeah. Oh my god. You got a bigger guitar, mate. I'm gonna... <laughs> so. This is this is so good. I love this vocal, man. He wakes up in the morning. Down 
has his teeth back to eat and he's rolling Never changes a thing The week ends, the week begins She thinks we look at each other Wondering what the other is thinking But we never say a thing these crimes between us grow deeper. Is it crazy how much effect is on it? Like, you thought it would be a bone-dry vocal, and it's washed in that. It's got this chorusing effect on it, like seven delays. It's Steve Lillywhite. Take these chances, place them in the box, and it lay quiet a time, lights down you up and down. Who wears that has mommy? She feeds him well, has concerns, he forgets them and remembers being small, playing under the table and dreaming. Take these chances, place them in the box, and lay quiet a time, lights down you up and die. Bonkers how much effect is on this vocal. Driving on this highway. All these cars end up on the sidewalk. People in every direction. No words exchange, no time to exchange. When all the little lands are marching. Red and black and in the waving. They all do it the same. They all do it the same way. Count him out, something the thoughts of a sweet tooth, torture by weight loss. Program a cup, sing the corners, and you send, you send, cut, cut, on the fence, could not show a fan, cut, 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 cut. What is going on, Dave? I had to pull up the lyrics, Christian, and because I was like, what? What is he saying? And it's, what is he saying? Well, that's for Which Johnny part? knows yeah. exactly. What's the rappy bit? What's the rap bit? Candyman. I'm tempting the thoughts of a sweet tooth tortured by the weight loss program, cutting the corners, loose ends, loose ends, cut, cut, on the fence, but not to a fan, cut, 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 take these. Yeah, I'd have hooked up with him in the car after the show. I just can't believe how much distortion is on his voice. Oh, it's crazy. And I've never heard it like that before. And I've probably listened to this song a thousand, (laughs) thousand, hundred million times. Welcome to the point of the bit, ladies. Dave Matthews Band. If you haven't listened to this record, I went back and checked it out. It's all this good. It's... All right. 
Uh, catch me uh, tonight. Uh, no, not tonight. I'll be back on tomorrow at Twitch, uh, at the Twitch Sessions, every uh, weeknight at 6 p.m. I've got some shows coming up. Jimmy Jam and I at the Regent Theater doing Control. Then I've got Billy Joel versus Elton John at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles in Hollywood on the Saturday following that at the end of the month. And then on the 30th, I'll be in New York. Uh, doing the Gramercy Theater there. All those tickets available at the sessionwebsite.com. Come on out. The live show has a lot more swearing. <laughs> that's, that's basically, that's the big yeah. difference. You know? Hey, Christian, is the difference yes. between a fiddle and a violin just how you play it? Uh, or are they different? That's a really like, good that question. A... I think that they are slightly different. I think the oh. fiddle might be smaller. Okay. That's a viola. Because this oh. feels like a fiddle. This feels like a this fiddle. This fiddly. It's being played fiddly. This feels like a fiddle, but I, maybe it it's could not. be. I'll, I'll check that. I'm sure that everyone is gonna. I'm sure there might even been a message on Instagram right now from somebody being like, "Hey, idiot!" Mm. It's not a violin. The, it's actually the difference a fiddle. Is that the uh, thing is a thing that's. Uh... <laughs> Oh, nobody has corrected me yet. All right. Looks like the social services are slowing the uptake today. According uh, to the Googles, a fiddle and a violin are two names for the same string. Oh, nice. Fiddle is just an informal way of referring to a violin. Uh, well, there yeah, because no violin player is going to call it a fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Right. What do you play? Yeah, yeah. I, I play. your fiddle down at the Philharmonic. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I play violin, darling. <laughs> That's the same instrument. No, bloody well isn't. No, it's not. Not the way I say it. <laughs> Now inspect my scrotum. <laughs> it's just a zit. Pop my taint zit. Oh my gosh. Taint zit. Taint zit. Great name for a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Oh, taint zit on stage <laughs> at the Ohana Festival. We had a Jason, you know Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis, uh, we had a band called Taint Stick. Really? Uh, yeah, oh at, uh, at Sirius. And originally it, we, we called it Tony Hawk's Taint Stick because we're all, you know, Tony's part of the team over there when it was happening. And uh, he called us up one day and was like, take. My name, yeah. your stupid joke metal band. Immediately, I don't need to explain to the folks from Kmart what a Tony Hawk's Taint Stick is. Yeah. You're running afoul of a major operation here, folks. So that was the name of the band. I thought the name was Death Death Die. No, so we called ourselves Taint Stick, and then we got signed to the Cottonmouth Kings record label, and that the label proceeded to just rip us off so terribly because that's what record labels do, and yeah. we didn't realize that we were going to sell like twenty thousand copies of that record. So we walked away with like. You know, fifteen hundred bucks each from that. So we broke up, and then the next day reformed. We broke up due to artistic differences, and then the next day reformed as Death Death Die, so that we could make all the money ourselves, and then proceeded to make way more money when there's no record label involved. Oh yeah. But the reason that the Cottonmouth Kings signed us is they came into the studio high off their just. Cottonmouth King's High, and mm. we dared them to sign us <laughs> on the air. And they were like, yeah, dude, sounds great, let's do it. And then we did it, and they were like, what did we just do? <laughs> uh, taint stick still available in stores, by oh, the way. Yeah, 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 get yourself one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Christian, for coming No in. way, Cash <laughs> Caskwatch is here. Yes! 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 You'll get to meet him. <laughs> Amazing. And your word to text right now is CLAW, C-L-A-W, CLAW. Text that right now to 68683. That's CLAW to 68683 for your shot at our daily $2,000. Standard data messaging rates apply. Local KLOS winners only. And more shots to win every hour on the 20s until 10 p.m. Good luck. Please text uh, Taint CLAW. (laughs) You won't win, but whoever has to look at these is going to be like, Taint CLAW. What is that? What what are they talking about? It's the worst White claw flavor of all flavors. <laughs> Taint claw. Eight hour. This hour, man. <laughs>
Oh, God. We got to fix a tank claw. <laughs> Just, it's a long day on the boat. I just, you know. By the way, I, I love Tank Claw. I just, want to... <laughs> just in case they're listening, in case, in case they're advertising someplace Claw. else. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody uh, spend uh, guys, tank you can't Claw. besmirch yeah. products that don't exist yet moving forward. We okay? may get them. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and say our, get our soggy list together for later in the show. Which is long, <laughs> Tank Claw. Longest. <laughs> Going right back, we're out of here, Frank. <laughs> <laughs>